Well, time to meet another impressive New Zealander, and this one has just won a big award from Canterbury University. Rosit Botara has applied his humble beginnings in Nepal to create opportunities for others in the medical world. He's currently working as paediatric registrar in the neonatal intensive care unit, NICU, at Christchurch Hospital. But he's also done all sorts of other things. He's developed an initiative to connect New Zealand medical students with counterparts in Nepal, Samoa and Fiji. It's all part of his effort to make sure everyone has opportunities for access to good health services. And Rashid Bathara joins me now. Hello. Hi, Jesse. Nice to be on. We better talk about this new award first. Uh, it's their very first international award given out to outstanding young University of Canterbury alumni. You must have been very pleased with the recognition. Yeah, very pleased, very honoured, and um, quite surprised as well. Um, and it was a wonderful prize-giving uh, to meet all the other winners also from different categories and also a lot of um, esteemed people who were attending. Great. And to understand what you're doing now and, and maybe why you're doing it, we should probably begin very early in life. Can you tell us a bit about where you grew up and how you grew up? Yeah, so I was born in Nepal, grew up there, and moved to New Zealand when I was seven years old. Um, I grew up in a middle-income family, so had good opportunity for um, education and having a good life. Um, but of course, when you grow up in Nepal, the reality of what everyone else uh, has in life is very, very obvious. You know, you sit on the bus and go to school and you go past lots of um, communities in poverty. Um, and coming to New Zealand, I was um, it's quite wonderful because our society is far more fair and just. Um, but I also realise there is a lot of work uh, we need to do here as well. So you say you you felt pretty privileged as a youngster um, with a, a family with a good income and and most opportunities available to you. And yet it seems you worked extremely hard during high school. I have here, you worked as a cleaner, a kitchen hand, and a caregiver for the elderly. Yeah, so that's where the inspiration to become a, become a doctor really came from. Um, so I used to look after an elderly gentleman at uh, Margaret Scottart, uh, at sorry, Malvina Major Retirement Village in Wellington. His name was Mr. Alan Morgan, who was a retired surgeon. He'd had a stroke, and uh, every uh, two days a week, I used to... Um, um, spend time with him during tea time and he'd talk about his time in the wards and theatre and I really enjoyed that and I also lo- enjoyed looking after people. Uh, grew up with mum and dad always saying, whatever you do, always serve your community and you'll always be happy as a person. Um, and I think, you know, in my young, simple mind, I thought doctor was the easiest thing to do. Gosh, that is something I hear over and over again and I think... I think it's fair to say that it's counterintuitive. People think they'll be happy if they buy things they want and spend time indulging yeah. themselves and look after number one. But that's just the evidence doesn't bear that out, and, and your experience doesn't bear that out. No, and I think um, more and more I see, even on my toughest days at the hospital, I can still leave exhausted and maybe emotionally drained that, at least I've done my best to help somebody who was in a difficult situation. Um, and you see patients from all backgrounds and, um, you know, many are very, very sick. And it's very humbling 
And I think just having good health is such an opportunity in itself. And so that's really why I wanted to focus in pediatrics, because if we can ensure that the children of today have good health, then they become people in the future that contribute also. Tell me about medical school. How tough was it? Uh, medical school, once you get in, um, is pretty good because there is so much support. Um, you've kind of proven that you deserve to be there. But uh, getting in is the harder part. Right. And that is quite competitive. Okay. Um, and, you know, a lot of people will be listening today and um, we're, we're talking about an award. But um, I didn't get into medical school my first time. Um, and it was a time to reflect and say, do I really want this? So I worked very, very hard at University of Canterbury uh, to uh, get good grades and to really learn about research and have good mentors. Um, and then I did get into medical school. So a lot of us um, don't get in first time, but it's, it's just to say that um, you can overcome that when you really want it. Yeah, thank you. That's a great message. How did you end up in paediatrics? Why did you choose that area of specialty? That's looking after kids and babies. Yeah, so I've had wonderful mentors along the way. Um, Professor Tony Walls and Philip Pattermore, who um, mentored me from you know when I was at medical school. Um, I loved the research work they were doing. I also enjoyed the clinical work um, that I could see happening. And part of it is that although we're looking after a child, um, there is a family involved. And so there is a huge dynamic there that we're looking after the family um, and there is a huge challenge, of course, in that many children are so young, they can't tell you what hurts. Uh, they can't tell you what the problem is. Um, and it's, it's a wee puzzle um, to understand and observe and examine a child and kind of find what the issue is so we can, we can help them. Rewarding work? Very rewarding. Yeah. And so... That keeps you pretty busy. In the meantime, you've got other projects on the go, of course. Um, that's your ethic. Tell me about the Global Health Classroom Project. Yeah, so this was an idea um, that Professor David Murdoch had, um, who was the former uh, Vice-Chancellor at University of Otago. Um, he had been travelling in Nepal, and he thought, how wonderful if our medical students and Nepalese medical students could connect by video conferencing. Um, of course, this was pre-COVID when Zoom was not as popular as it is yeah. now. Um, and so I be I came on as a student who, you know, had Nepalese background and uh, was very interested in public health and how do we see more equity in our system. Um, but, of course, that starts at medical school. So how do we actually train medical doctors to um, think about our vulnerable and disadvantaged populations to have that empathy to advocate for them? And it comes by creating... I guess learning models where students get to see our own communities, but also other communities and learn about uh, factors that influence health, such as affordability um, and being able to access health care um, and health literacy. So that's kind of where it all started. And um, it's been wonderful for it to be going on for seven years now. And students continue to learn a lot about uh, different health systems and different cultures and uh, in some ways, nudges them towards becoming more um, understanding and respectful of other cultures, but also creating, hopefully, a spark that we're all part of this change, we're all part of the system, and we all have a part to play to contribute to making the system better. 
Yeah, it seems to me that um, a lot of health chat is focuses on our system as a closed system. And perhaps if you're referring to a health system overseas, it's to compare it and say, hey, they do much better in Australia, the cancer care is better in Australia, or we're much better off than in developing countries. But the idea of actually connecting and networking with those other health care systems seems like quite a new one to me, speaking as an outsider. Yeah, so it's really important we remain open-minded. I think New Zealand in some ways, we are very far from the world and sometimes we can feel isolated. But actually there is so much to learn from other countries in the world. And I don't think it matters if it's a low-income or a high-income country because among the countries in the Pacific, although some may be low-income, they have fantastic um, health initiatives in place. And in fact, some of them might have better vaccination rates than we do. So actually, there is so much we can learn from them. And so it's an idea of uh, collaborating and partnering, um, because at the end of the day, we might be trying to improve New Zealand's health system. But really, the goal is that everywhere globally, um, health is going forward and everyone is getting better care. Actually, we got a bit of a lesson a couple of years ago in the connectedness of our various health systems. Yeah, and I think, you know, we did, we, we learned so much from different um, health systems and in some ways New Zealand being so far away during COVID we were able to buy some time to kind of see how things played out overseas and then create policies and um, protocols that um, were quite beneficial. Yeah. Now, there's something else to talk about, which is the scholarship you've won to Johns Hopkins University. This is based in part on your work on the Global Health Classroom Project. And what will that involve and and what do you hope to do when you earn your master's degree in public health from that very famous, prestigious university? Yeah, so this has been, I guess, a dream and a goal of mine since um, medical school. Um, I am already doing paediatric training, so I've got... um, many more years of training to do for that. Um, but my clinical training doesn't really prepare me for, I think, big picture thinking or system level thinking. Um, and so I'm taking some time out to do a master's in public health. And I really wanted to go to the best place I could um, because the people that are there are doing some incredible work. And hopefully I can come back to New Zealand and we form collaborative initiatives with um, Johns Hopkins, and um, I'm able to um, continue that good work um, training in New Zealand and then hopefully um, becoming a consultant in a few years. Do you? There is no reason you should, but do you have um, career-long aspirations? Do you have a, a sort of, a, I guess, a, an inbuilt purpose or um, goal that, you know, that you're thinking about 10, 20 years from now? Yeah, so... I guess um, I'm in paediatric training, so um, in uh, six, seven, eight years, I have, uh, I'll become a paediatrician. Um, I think the goal or purpose really is how can I contribute to society, um, and especially in health. Um, and so I don't really um, worry too much about what title or what role that should entail, and I think wherever that opportunity um, comes up, um, to contribute to the most, I think that's where I'd like to be heading. Yeah. Very inspiring conversation, Rashid. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks for having me on.
Rashid Bathara, who has just won a University of Canterbury uh, Award for Outstanding Young Alumni for his international work and is heading to Johns Hopkins University and who knows what after that.